This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Welcome, Carm Caprietto, the Service Aftermarket's podcast pioneer. Join me each week for aftermarket insights from my guest host and an industry first, a virtual shop tour. Use the industry's premier podcast as your personal networking resource. And as always, know that you'll learn one thing. The video for this show is on the Aftermarket Weekly page on RemarkableResults.biz or on my YouTube channel. So honored to welcome my friend Andy Bizub to the show. And uh, Andy, let me tell you something. It was March of 21 that you were on with me and actually with Coach Chris Cotton. And we saw your place, your Chicago location. And I think at that time you said, I'll never have a second store or something. I don't know. You were crazy. And all of a sudden, we want to talk about that. But we're going to see the Northbrook location today. Glad you're here. Let's show a picture of Andy's shop. Uh, that's the one we're going to take a look at in Northbrook, one of the suburbs of Chicago. But in the meantime, hey, look, Apex has the awards that they give out every year. Shop owner, service advisor, and technician of the year on August 31st is when the nominations are due. If you go to aapexshow.com slash service awards, you can print out the application for each of the honors. I know thousands of people in this industry. We have thousands and thousands and thousands of listeners. I know that you're listening to me what I'm telling you this. I know you know somebody who's a shop, premier shop owner, technician, or service advisor who's above and beyond the call of duty. Please do me a favor, nominate them. Appreciate that. Replacing rear wheel bearings on some Toyota trucks can be extremely frustrating. The bearing housing often becomes damaged when the old bearing is pressed out or when the new bearing is pressed in. Not only that, but a shop press may or may not be available. To assist with jobs like this, Doorman has developed a 90-plus minute time-saving solution with their OE Fix pre-assembled axles. These bolt-on solutions eliminate the uncertainty of performing this basic repair with all of the major components, such as the axle, bearing, backing plate, bolts, and seals, already assembled and ready to install right out of the box. Want to learn more about Doorman's innovations? We'll visit dormanproducts.com slash tour. Andy, you did an episode with me, and it was episode number 711, and it was really great. Start Monday positive and celebrate Fridays. Very inspirational. Thank you for doing that. I did a show yesterday with all coaches, and including Hunt Demers. He was kind of, if you will, the established accountant who was, he's seeing numbers from everyone, and I asked him a really important question. What do you see coming down the road in the future? And listen, you're a critical guy in our industry. Come from the finance industry to the automotive repair business. You've done keynote speeches everywhere. And I know you have your ear and your pulse to the ground. How do you see business transforming in the next couple of years? I think we got a tough year ahead of us. And I'm talking about everywhere in business. I think we're really just seeing the tough part of the recession that we're going to see probably towards the end of this year and into next year, there's going to be some rough sledding. Doesn't necessarily mean terrible things for us owners, because if your shop is run correctly, if you've got, you know, you have a command of your numbers and you've coached up your people and your clients as well to know what to expect, um, I think it's going to present some opportunities. There might, there may be some acquirable shops out there if you want to go multi-store, but it, this is going to be a time to kind of keep your head above the water because I think people are kind of running out of expendable income with all the hikes and in inflation. Inflation is not going to be coming down anytime soon, I don't believe. 
And uh, I think it's going to be a time to be prudent with your spending, with your money management, cash management. It might not be the time to be like going wild expanding. Hmm. Interesting. Well, nothing like person like you kind of giving us a great lesson on what we should pay attention to. I think I heard the words cash is king in there, right? You know, I've always been conservative in business, probably, you know, to a fault, but it's better to uh, better have more cash than not enough. Well, raising labor rates, I bet you you would tell anyone that you know, get it up there because we're paying so much more for stuff and we need to retain our people. If there's going to be a downturn, yeah. Sure, and our people are fighting inflation too. It costs them more to get to the shop every day, put gas in their car, put food on their table. And I am completely sympathetic to that. I've passed out ca- uh, gas cards to my crew before. I'll do it again. They need to continue uh, seeing raises in, uh, to keep up with inflation themselves. So we need to be charging the proper labor rate. We need to be charging the proper markup on our parts. And people have to understand that, you know, the one good thing about inflation is that it's put our industry finally in a position where we can raise our prices appropriately because everybody understands prices are going up everywhere. Also, you know, we've gotten 18 months of supplier price increases. We get notes every week. You know, our, these prices are going up 6% to 8%, all different kind of part, uh, supplies. Thank you for your advice. Uh, this episode that we, we recorded yesterday will come out, I think, within the next two weeks. Very profound. I asked some really tough questions to this panel. Uh, they nailed it. And, you know, exactly what would a coach or a consultant be saying to top shop operators? And I think top shop operators like you know, see it, feel it, understand it. The goal of this podcast has always been advance the aftermarket. And that is I need to drag some of the struggling shops into the top tier by giving them this business acumen. So thank you for that. You told me I'm never going to have a second shop. Yeah, that was back. So that was back like 2016, 2017. And I really did. You know, I was about four years into the business and had turned around a very dysfunctional shop as my first as the, main, the first shop that I ever that got me into the business. That was my attitude. I'm, I'm one shop is great. I, I don't want a second. And then an opportunity came along that uh, was just too good to resist. A guy who lived a couple blocks away from me owns a new car dealership and owns two uh, sports luxury used car dealerships. He was opening a third uh, 40,000 square foot facility. He said, I have a big building. Would you want to rent some space? We're going to be doing 200 to 300 cars a month in sales when we get up to speed and you can check out all the cars when they come off the trailer and then do whatever work needs to be brought them up to sales, uh, you know, state. And uh, so it was a way to open a shop to have business from day one. It was the right opportunity. I decided to to grab it. It's worked out. Eddie, that sounds to me like a convincing moment when the word opportunity was, it was so convincing, like you said, that you, you couldn't say no. A lot of business is getting yourself in the position to take advantage of opportunities when they present themselves. I mean, you can only engineer so much, you know, you can't force the issue sometimes. I am not about forcing a square peg into a round hole, but this was, it was the right opportunity it made a lot of sense. It made financial sense. It made uh, strategy sense. And it came with the, not only the success of the second location, but that brought on ancillary benefits. Like, uh, for instance, one of them, we use uh, American Express Platinum uh, business. Well, after years and years of all of us small business people, we all have personal guarantees on almost all of our debt and all of our sales and everything to do with the business. 
American Express contacted me and offered us the corporate card program, which takes all of that guarantee off of my personal credit statement. So now all of the business that we do, all the purchasing that we do through American Express corporate is all guaranteed by the business itself, not by me. So immediately, I always, I always had a pretty good credit report, but my credit report exploded upwards because all of that, just the revolving debt of buying $100,000 of parts every month, that would always hit my credit report. Now it doesn't hit my personal credit report anymore. It's a corporate program. But, but we were able to do that because we got to two shops in the size of, of purchasing that we were doing. There's always opportunities based on size and success. Well, good for you. So uh, second location, you had sales right out of the shoot then. Right. And it was a mix. It was like not full retail, but not wholesale. It was kind of in the middle. We couldn't, we couldn't charge the dealership uh, full boat for the work that we were doing. So we gave them a, like a reduced labor rate. And they're car dealers, so they didn't want to do all the work that would, might be necessary. They wanted to spiff the cars up for sales. So we would do that. Um, it was a good way to get started, but as quickly as possible, I really started marketing and ramping up the pitch to the retail client. And we were a new shop in a new location, so we're unknown. We're not on a heavy, we're in on an off street, so we're not on a heavily trafficked main street. Um, so we're a destination shop. You got to know about us to come here. So it was about a year and a half of marketing, but then the retail really started to kick in. And now we can charge regular retail rates and we have a very healthy client list. And we do a lot of, most of the cars up here are seven newer, seven years old or newer. And we do a lot of performance upgrades, a lot of tuning. And, but we also do every, just plain old oil changes. And we've done several engine swaps up here. So we can do it all up here, but we started out with, you know, just having that steady feed of work coming in from the dealer next door. Now the dealer next door, we don't even do any work for them at all anymore. We don't need it. Did you bring your Euro strategy to Northbrook? Yes. Euro plus performance. So we will do the, the Corvettes, the Vipers, the high performance must any, any high performance car. But uh, I would say 70% Euro and 30% other performance. I know there's a lot of people out there that know your story and that you do not live in Chicago, but still you have two very successful shops there. And I know we don't have time on this episode, but I someday, and I know multiple guys like you that just, they don't live anywhere near their shops, but yet they're so damn successful. Uh, continues to be a good formula for you? Yeah, it is. And it's, I couldn't do it without the team that we've put in place. It's all about building that team and giving them the tools to be able to really manage the levers of control that you put in their hands. That, that all comes down to training. It's really training and taking care of people. Honestly, it's the most rewarding part of this business to me is building the teams. You seek training outside the industry for you and your people. Uh, tell us how and why. When I first started as a shop owner, I joined up with ATI. I was with ATI for six years. For where I was at that time, they were great. They were what I needed. They were the fundamentals, the basics. After six years, we reached the point. It was a group decision as well because my people would go for training and they would, towards the end, they started to come back and they were like, we're doing everything that they're talking about and we're actually giving people ideas at the training. So I'm like, well, we've squeezed 98% of the juice out of this orange. So it's time to go to something else. So we left ATI. We joined up with uh, Transformers, Greg uh, Bunch's group. Great group. Greg is a fantastic guy. Higher level, uh, more elite level than ATI. What we needed at the time. 
really enjoyed the time there at a quicker pace, reached the point where I felt we had gotten everything that we, we needed out of that. And then I wanted to go outside the industry. Once you understand KPIs, you understand how the, the industry functions and you've got the basics down, then I believe it's time to kind of push the envelope and start going into more upper level business ideas and business training. And I had been a follower of Jocko Willink for years. I read Extreme Ownership, like so many people in this industry. Great book. I follow him, listen to podcasts, listen to him as a guest on other people's podcasts. Always really impressed. Um, I have a son in the service, so we're a very pro-military family. I started looking at what they offer from Echelon Front, which is his company, his leadership training company. And they have these events called musters. They put them on three times a year around the country, different locations. So I signed up for myself and my second-in-command, Chris, to go to a muster this last June in Denver. It's not cheap. It's 2500 bucks a person. It was worth every penny. Just a fantastic event, unlike any other event I've ever gone to in the training. It's just above and beyond and, real, and covering real leadership training. I mean, really talking about getting into the meat of being a leader yourself and then developing the people around you to be leaders. And I was so impressed by it that we signed up all of our front office people for their Extreme Ownership Online Academy, which is a great offering, which I got to tell you, I actually asked Jocko about this because that's one of the things you get to talk to Jocko himself. You get to talk to Leif Babin, all the other retired SEALs, as well as Jamie Lynn Cochran, who is, I believe she's the CFO. She's the only non-military person in the company. All super impressive people. But I mentioned to Jocko that I had heard this Extreme Ownership Academy. When I talked to them, I found out it's $420 per person per year. And I said to him, I got to tell you, that sounds too cheap to be worthwhile. And the woman I was talking to there said, we hear that a lot. The reason why it's that price is because Jocko wants to make it available to as many EMTs, firefighters, frontline people as he can and make it affordable for, so that they can take advantage of it. And I got to tell you, a lot of first responders were at the muster and everyone that I talked to was paying for it out of their own pocket. Their departments were not sending them, but they paid for it out of their own pocket and saw the value in that training. So that just there speaks a lot for that program. So it's 426, but you have to go to a muster. Is that what you're saying? No, you don't have to go to a muster. I wanted to go to the muster because I wanted to see firsthand. But the 426 was what? Access online? It's an online academy where your people get access to all this online content. And there's a one or a two hour per week live meeting with Leif and Jocko every week where you can get in and you can ask questions. Very high value content. It's online. So it is for... You got to be a self-starter, but we signed all of our front office people up for it right away. It's just, a, you know, you don't have to travel, you don't have to get a hotel room. It's great. That is one heck of a piece of advice for us, Andy. Thank you so much. Extreme Ownership. If you've not read the book on my books page on my website is the book. You'll find it. Click on it and, and get it and read it. Do it, whatever audio version. Hey, thank you so much. Great insights as always when I hang out with you. Appreciate it. We have new listens coming up. Today, the woman of auto care came out. It was a great episode with four of the ladies that are members of the Napa Auto Care team. Matt Fonslow, Technician Pay, Tools and Taxes with Hunt Demarest. They were on fire talking about all kinds of stuff that technicians should know. And, of course, then Hunt was on his own show, the Inflation Reduction Act. 
What he knew about it at the time he recorded this, it was so interesting. Uh, you may want to get an earful of that. And then Kim and Brian, the top features of an auto repair shop, what kind of website stuff that you need to have. So that was uh, that. I am ready, my friend, to see the virtual tour of Andy's place in Northbrook. So this is our front entrance. As I said, we're on a like kind of a side road in a light industrial area. Um, we have a nice parking lot to be able to park vehicles. This is coming around our side entrance. Uh, you go, all our cars pull in right there. That was a customer dropping off. We're in a big upheaval of kind of rearranging the shop. So you get to see the warts and all, right? It's not all perfectly in place for just for the video. So that used to be our check-in counter. We're converting that over to kind of like immediate parts uh, inventory that we pull often. Those are our two service advisor offices right up there. Through that window is our break room. We have um, five two-post lifts, an alignment lift down at the end, and a mid-rise lift, uh, which you'll see. That's kind of our fluids and batteries and quick inventory stuff. Hey, let me stop the tape for a minute and ask you, did you have to put everything in this? Was this just an empty shell of a building? Empty shell. And how long ago? We opened April of 2018. April of 2018. Okay. We put everything in, basically an empty shell with the, the floors were already done like that, epoxy coated, but everything else we installed. And you can see we have a mix of, you know, some vintage up there because now we brought that vintage guy. This is a really interesting car. This is a Safari Rally 911 by uh, Kelly Moss Road and Race, a company up in Wisconsin. A client who lives in Illinois bought this car. It's an unbelievable, huge, high-quality build, super unique, but only a few cars like that in the world. Uh, that's a replica 356 Speedster that needs a bit of work. <laughs> How long did it take to get this kind of clientele to bring their, you know, <laughs> their coveted vehicles to you? So we were known in the city when I said we recently moved our most senior technician from our downtown location up to the Northbrook location. We did that two months ago. And the reason why we moved him was because these kind of cars have pretty much over the last decade relocated from the city to the suburbs. So the city used to have a lot of these classic vintage cars. And a lot of those owners have either left Chicago, left the state or moved to the Chicago suburbs. So it made a lot more sense to bring this technician who does all of our vintage and air-cooled Porsche work up to Northbrook. We have a really good reputation. Um, we have got, kind of got a regional reputation, especially for Porsche work. We had already established as a, a player like in the vintage and air-cooled Porsche space. So when we moved him up, we informed all of our clientele. And then we also ran a couple of ads just saying that uh, this particular guy, Emil, had moved up to Northbrook and was now... All of our vintage and air-cooled service was coming out of Northbrook now. So the clientele followed us, and now we're gaining new clients from around the area who previously, they didn't want to drive into the city, but now they have a place to come to up at Northbrook. Andy, do you continue to market this specialty through whatever you're using, if it's Facebook or... Yeah, so we're a big supporter of the Porsche Club, uh, Chicago Region Porsche Club, and we advertise in their quarterly uh, magazine all the time. We support a lot of their activities. We sponsor their autocross. I'm very active on was Google My Business. Now it's Google Maps. You have to do all your posting on Google Maps. But that's been really beneficial to us. Honestly, we get a lot of, a lot of free social media engagement. I don't pay for boosts. I don't pay for ads on Facebook or on Instagram. We never saw the ROI on those. 
So now we do organic posts. Uh, we're involved with uh, not only the the Eurocar community around Chicago, but we're also involved with a couple of charities. We have a really big uh, Porsche event coming up at the end of August that we're a sponsor of. It's called Checked It Out Chicago. That's a cool website to check out. It's checkedit.out.cc uh, and encourage people to go there. And we're having a, a really big Porsche event at the end of August that's supporting a very important local Chicago charity. So um, getting into the into the giving back mode and then doing social media, telling people what we're doing. Uh, we have a lot of great eye candy at both shops and we promote what we do. We try to put a really positive spin on the industry and we want to, our goal for our customers is to maximize the enjoyment of their vehicles. You know, I think you just said a mouthful eye candy at the shop. I mean, in many cases in shops all across America, something really unique and clever comes in, right? For sure. Right. Even if you're working on, you know, if you're a general repair, you get the great cars and there's always something interesting that you can, you can always educate your client or your potential client about something that's going to be beneficial to them. I love to see these upper end cars. First car ever was a Camaro. That was a long, long, long time ago. Uh, it was a Rally Sport 72. Should have held on to that one. You say, I'm no kidding. Every time I go to a car show, Andy, I'm looking for it because it had the split, the beak. It had the split bumper. And I come close to finding it because when I do, I'm going to hug it and I'm going to take pictures of me. And <laughs> I just can't wait because I got, I sold it to a friend's daughter. And I thought it was the right thing to do because I wanted to buy a different car. But, you know, when you're young and foolish <laughs> and money uh, did not grow on trees, <laughs> you had to save it. <laughs> you had to save it. Anyway, this was great. Good to have you back uh, after we saw your tour about, you know, March 20 and a episode 46. We're in episode 119 now. Thanks for your always good support. And for all the great advice from earlier in the show, and it was always good to see store number two, uh, store number three, maybe. It's a possibility. See, the guy's got the fever. But one of the things that it seems to me is, and I know you've got kind of know in, in that multi-store MSO, multi-shop operator syndrome, don't do it because you're keeping up with the Joneses. That's all I got to say. I got to tell you, so one of my primary reasons for if I do a store number three is to create more rungs on the ladder for the crew that I have here, to give them places to ascend to, make my manager a regional manager, you know, move everybody up, up the ladder. Career opportunities for your people. And you are a guy who cares for his people. I couldn't do what I do, what I do without the teams that I, I hear you, man. Midwest Performance Cars, Chicago and in Northbrook. Thanks for being here, man. Absolutely. Thanks for all you do. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time. 